Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And welcome to On the Air with Power Squared. Uh, this week, uh, we decided to talk a little bit about collecting and collections, uh, mostly because you recently sold a collection. Yes. As of, like, today. Um, and just in general, what was it that you sold? Well, we sold a, a, lot, a lot of Transformers from our... Uh, Otherwise, large collection. Okay. Uh, it was kind of across the spectrum from like G1 to uh, Cyberverse, but including the movies, but we uh, a bulk of it was G1 and G1 related stuff. Okay. And why did you decide to? Uh, well, what uh, kind of started the whole thing with uh filtering out the transformers collection was we we had uh re-watched the 2001 uh cartoon robots in disguise also known as car robots in japan uh and we realized that was more of our nostalgia so we decided to uh refocus our collection on uh the 2001 series Right. Makes sense. And that's part of what collecting is about is you, you know, you can upgrade your collection or you can thin it out or you can, you, you actually, you know, I'm not going to get to how much you made, but you made, you know, some good coin by selling this. Yeah. Uh, and so that I assume you're going to probably, you know, put aside and save, you know, for, if we're going to laugh. Um, but, um, you know, that's part of collecting is you, you know, you, you can tire of something and still you still want to collect more Trent to you know 2001 yeah. transformers it's just you don't have to do the g1 anymore yeah and that's kind of why we're talking about it yeah is that it's something that a lot of people especially i'll say you know geeks collect <laughs> stuff yeah uh, and, and a lot of it is so that you can have you know it kind of it brings you a little closer sometimes to the what you're interested in yeah because you can you know, I have this, you know, this special thing or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I can get something signed by somebody and all that. Yeah. So, um, besides Transformers, what else do you collect? Well, uh, I think since I was able to, I've been into collecting video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's largely, I pretty much only get video games that I'm actually interested in playing. So my backlog is larger than I'll probably ever get around to, yeah. as with all uh, entertainment collections. But uh, I end up getting some like pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one time we found a uh, Dreamcast copy of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which was the first uh, piece of JoJo media ever released in the U.S., and uh that actually appreciated greatly oh that's good (laughs) but the appreciation was kind of a bonus right uh we've also uh been able to get some things signed like we got at uh comic-con which is where we get a lot of our signatures uh i got a couple of uh, metal gear games signed by voice actors and uh, we also got a copy of Sonic Adventure signed by uh, Takashi Izuka. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a copy of uh, the of 
God of War 4, uh, signed by director Corey Barlog. And it's, again, we're talking about collecting physical yeah, media. physical media. I, I guess people can have a digital collection, but yeah. but you can't get that signed. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about NFTs. But um, so one of the cooler signatures that I've gotten for a video game collection was uh, I got James Gunn's autograph on Lollipop Chainsaw before he made it big with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that signing. It was midnight in Hollywood or something like that. Yeah. It was worth it, though. <laughs> it was fun. Um, I still have the T-shirt. Yeah. And San Romero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of stole that. So, um, so that, I mean, again, everything kind of, you know, it's part of, like, who you are, and you can then take some of that stuff and apply it to other other interests. Yeah. Like San Romero. Yeah. In Power Squared. Um, so... Um, I know that you, uh, so th- is there some, you know, holy grail of, like, video games that you'd want to have if you could? Uh, I guess if I could, I would have a copy of Silent Hill 3, uh, because that game got a bit too expensive during the pandemic. Uh, I kind of wish I had that. Uh, I'm sure there are some others I could think of uh if i had the time to right. I'm just, consider yeah. it because every every collection you know if you're collecting something there's usually the pentacle yeah the thing that you really want yeah and maybe it's not everybody's you know like you know we're all gonna get action comics number one you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something that you're out there like that's i really want to have that yeah um so is there so that is what you'd want to have for a video game. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, there's something that's still a possibility. Uh, Limited Run just did a thing where it was uh, switched copies of No More Heroes 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I played the first uh, game and I really liked it. Uh, a few of those copies are going to be randomly signed by Suda51, mm-hmm. who uh, created the series and directed the first one, so... Fingers crossed <laughs> on that. Uh, I was thinking uh, if I had the opportunity, I'd probably try to get. Uh, oh, it'll be really cool, like getting Hideo Kojima to sign one of the Metal Gear games. Yeah, 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 that would be really cool. Yeah, it yeah. almost happened once, but that fell through, and it wasn't entire. It wasn't our fault at all. Was it? Because he was announced to be at this one location, and they were they didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Well, that happens sometimes with yeah conventions. So, um, besides um, video games, is there something else you collect? Yeah, I collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Now, what what got you started doing that? The anime. <laughs> okay. The first episode of the anime. He went. I got to hit collect every card that they put up. I was hooked ever since. Uh, Trying to be collect, we've been collecting Yu-Gi-Oh cards since uh, they first came out, but uh, we were like little kids at the time, so we weren't fully attuned to like values and rarities and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like the Wild West for us, and it was actually hard. it was actually a little hard at first to find a stable place to buy the cards. Right. 
was like our first uh i guess our first hit <laughs> was uh packs from a 7-eleven right they actually did that one time uh and then there was a local uh place that the kind of local place that sold them so we went to them for a while and then it was and like then, kitty world yeah kitty world uh which is gone now right the proprietress died yeah uh so we uh and then we didn't we kept we were buying uh product from them but it wasn't until like part way through the uh gx era or specifically the shadow of infinity booster that we got hit hip to uh buying boxes uh-huh. so we've been buying boxes ever since uh, now, buying boxes can seem like a waste to some people, but it has allowed us to get some really cool stuff. Like, uh, one card that I'm going to hold on to forever okay. is this, uh, Ghost Rare, uh, Elemental Hero Chaos Neos that is misprinted with the name Rainbow Dragon. Dun, dun, dun. And that that's... sounds like quite the... It sounds like the equivalent of uh, there used to be uh, airmail stamps, and they were there was a whole sheet that was printed upside down, <laughs> and that was like a big collector's item if you were collecting stamps. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a big mistake. Yes, uh, again, that one's appreciated in value, but to me, the value for that is uh, secondary. Um, now you just bought a box. There was a new release this week. Yeah of uh, lightning overdrive and i pulled it for the second time i pulled a uh, starlight rare card uh this time it was a uh, line of the light charmer lustrous and, and you think that's attributable to the fact that you're buying kind of in bulk yeah um now of course that's a that was a super lucky random chance because of how hard it can be to pull a starlight rare uh since they introduced them but uh I was able to pick a random box and That's pretty cool. it that way, pulled it that way. Uh, oh, yeah. After Kitty World went away, we switched to uh, Cardboard Legends. Uh-huh. They're actually closer. Right. They're just up the street. <laughs> and uh, we've been... Insert ad here. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been, uh, like, really good patrons since then. Okay. Um, I've also, with Yu-Gi-Oh, I've been able to, we, because we go to Comic-Con, we brought mm-hmm. that up before, uh, one time we happened to be in just the right place at just the right time, and we have two copies of Get Your Game On. This is only available at the uh, World Championship 2007. And that one happened to be hosted at Comic-Con. Uh, we wanted to duel people because we're kids, we mm-hmm. ducks. And so we went into the room where they had that. And someone, I guess a representative, uh, mm-hmm. was walking around Was walking around, and they asked us, like, you want a free card? And we were like, okay. Well, good. <laughs> and now we have two really rare cards. Oh, that's cool. Um... And then one year at Comic-Con, the coolest thing that happened was they got uh, autographs from the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Kazuki Takahashi. Right. That was a um, 
ticketed yeah. event. One of those. I think we talked about this on the show before. Kind of a random. I think we were ragging about Viz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a random ticket drawing, and yeah. which was. It's kind of mean if you stand in line and oh sorry we didn't you know you're <laughs> yeah, but, or it's four of us we were able to get two tickets yeah miraculously. Uh, let's see, and then you were able to get this. It's an it's a really nice you know piece. Yeah, it's the character Yu-Gi-Oh, and he signed it to you. And yeah, it was uh, Yami Yugi. It was an original uh, drawing created just for that signing, and yeah, he personalized it to everyone who was able to get it in Japanese. That's really cool. And we even put them in like museum glass. <laughs> yes. And yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, free but cost a bunch of money. But no, that's that's kind of what you have to do. And there there are certain things like that. There that that makes the, that's kind of a really cool little find in collecting. Yeah. That you wouldn't necessarily, if you weren't collecting, you wouldn't be looking for it. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that kind of we've had experiences with Yu-Gi-Oh that tie into like upgrading your collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a trading card game after all. Uh, we haven't actually done. At some point, uh, people are trading cards, like, for money. Mm-hmm. But uh, one time, I was able to actually trade cards for... Uh, trade a card for one that I actually wanted. Uh, like, or needed for a deck I was building. Uh, uh, I needed a copy of Crestron Hockey Fibrax, but I couldn't afford it because it was, like, $30. Uh, this is really high for a single, so... I ha- but I happened to have a copy of uh, Kitchen Dragon made that I wasn't going to use, so I was able to trade it. Yeah, trade it. Now I remember um, early on when you were collecting these, and this is uh, kind of a point of reference for people because there are counterfeit things out there. Yeah, uh, there was a a I would say it's a donut shop yeah. nearby that had a vending machine that was selling what looked like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but they were actually stickers. Yeah, right? they yeah. were uh, fake Yu. There and then there's. Yeah, and there are also vending machines that sell, like, fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Right, so you have to be kind of careful of that. And that's kind of the part of, if you're collecting something, there's value. There's going to be something out there that's yeah counterfeit. Yeah, there's counterfeit for uh, all kinds of collectibles, so it's up to you to uh, have the knowledge to make sure that you are getting something authentic. Right. And, of course, the best way to ensure that it's authentic is to buy directly from the manufacturer or to, like, for... Yu-Gi-Oh cards, uh, get them from the uh, sealed pack. From a, also from a reputable dealer. Yeah, right. like our local game store is a reputable dealer. Right, and their their name is again Cardboard Legends. <laughs> yes, so, if they want to sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So, um, and I know that you recently also uh, sold a part of a comic book collection. Yeah. Uh, that was also Transformers books. Um, that was part of our sort of purging part of the Transformers collection to refocus it. Uh, but we have, uh, we still have uh, some comic. We still have a lot of comics in mm-hmm. our collection. Uh, one of the coolest things that I have was a signed copy of New Mutants number ninety eight. Right. Signed by the. Uh, co-creators of Deadpool. 
because uh, I was really, really into Deadpool. Right. No, that was a pretty, and that was uh, a, we we got that for you for your when you graduate college, right? Yeah. Yeah, as a sort of a gift. Yeah. At the local comic book store, and um, then you were able to get that signed at Comic Con. Yeah. And uh, he charges a lot of money for that. Yeah, Liefeld kind of overvalues his signature. Is it just on that comic book, or is it any... It's just on uh, the big key issues like that one. Okay, because he knows that you're trying to... Yeah. You're adding value to it, so he makes sure he gets your little... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where you sign anything, I guess. Yeah. So hopefully it'll add to the value of it. Well, uh, we also have some cool... Some comics that are cool to us, like uh, the run of uh the bionicle comic when it was uh published with uh lego magazine <laughs> right, yeah we saw the bionicle shoes yeah, yeah. <laughs> some weird stuff i mean but that's kind of like yeah i don't know it's kind of like when you see a book in a bookstore that you want yeah if you don't get it you'll never see it again that's how <laughs> i should get that and, uh, you know, oops, and it's gone. There's been books like that a lot. You know, oh, it's, you know, you can't find it anymore. Yeah. And that was just something that at the time, and those, we just thought that was kind of a cool thing to keep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not going to go back and buy old bionicle shoes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, also because of comic books and that sort of, you know, sort of, I'll say stories. Yeah. And the fact we went to Comic-Con is part of the reason why we have Power Squared. Yeah. It's just sort of an interest that we could take the, the next step. Yeah. So that all kind of, again, collecting kind of adds to what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to try to so speaking of back. collecting, is there anything you like to collect? <sighs> no, no. <laughs> uh, well, I, um, as a teenager, I got, and I'm not, I was not, I got into the Beatles like late. Yeah. Um, After the whole thing. Kind of. Uh, I I did see them on Ed Sullivan. Right. When they were first there, but that was kind of a fluke that I even remember that I think. Yeah. And I did get a, the occasional album growing up, like you know Let It Be and Sgt. Pepper. I think were the only two things I got. Yeah. Uh, as gifts, and um, and, I, and and I again I don't know who decided you should have this or what how that decision was made, but. Yeah. Because I don't remember asking for them, uh, but then I I read the the Hunter Davies book, which is not really is an authorized biography, but it's not the definitive biography of them by a long shot. Yeah. Uh, but that got me interested in them, and I started, you know, trying to find as much of their music as I could. And I remember one time thinking that I had got everything that they had ever released. Yeah. And I was pretty I was pretty jazzed about it. <laughs> and I remember telling people that and they're like, mm, okay, who cares? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. You know, because uh, I they kind of everybody else had moved on and in other into other music by that time. Yeah. Um but you know, um and then it kind of led me into I I did buy a, a Lennon serograph uh post, you know. Um but you know, baby grand, and that's been kind of that was kind of a fun thing, to, and that got me a little bit into buying some art. Yeah, uh, bought a few pieces here and there, mostly you know serographs and stuff. But uh, that was kind of fun. Um, and um, I remember as a teenager uh, wanting the butcher cover, which was kind of famous. 
Um, if you haven't ever seen it, it's them dressed up in sort of lab coats and baby parts and baby doll parts right. and meat. And uh, they thought it was a kind of a cool image. It was sort of breaking the mold of the you know Fab Four. They liked that, and it was slapped on an album here called Yesterday and Today. And took like a day or so for the record company to go, oh, what is this? <laughs> and so they slapped another cover over it. And uh, I remember getting one of those, uh, buying that um, right. from you know a guy that I think my mother met at a garage sale. <laughs> But, you know, I have a butcher cover. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I've seen, I've seen, I knew somebody that had a cover that hadn't been steamed off yet. Right. And I couldn't, couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, it's kind of fun to have that. Um, and then um, right now my, my holy grail of something would be one of the, one of the, the, actually, it's more of the thermos, but the lunchbox thermos from like '65. Yeah, would be really cool to have a nice copy of of that. Um, so that's kind of the my little. If I had two thousand dollars, <laughs> what would I buy? <laughs> that would probably be it. Uh, I did have, um, and I part of the collecting again is finding something and you know desiring to own it. Yeah, and actually getting around to owning it at some point, and that was for me. Um, this little, it's, it's kind of a, again, it's great for radio. I'm holding up a Corgi Yellow Submarine from 1968. And I used to go to, they used to have a Beetle Fest every year. Coming to come through and we have a lot of vendors and people selling stuff that was, you know, to, to Beetle fans. <laughs> I met Billy Preston at one of those, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I saw this, you know, yellow submarine, and didn't, at the time didn't have the money for it, so I, I saved up what the guy was asking. And a year later, same guy had the same thing, so I ended up buying it from him. So that was to me was kind of a cool, like, I really desired something for like a year, you know, yeah. and was able to to get it. That's to me, that's part of the, the cool part of collecting. Yeah. And I would really like again, I like to have a lunchbox, but I kind of like to see it before I you know buy it off of eBay. You know, yeah. I mean, it seems a little, I don't know. Little detached to do it that way, right? But I may end up doing it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, they're kind of, kind of the holy grail things to buy. Yeah. And I sort of unrelate it to that as I do have uh, <laughs> wings at the speed of sound that Paul McCartney actually signed. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing. It's up in, in the house after thirty something years. <laughs> <laughs> I put it up, but you know, it's just that kind of stuff that's. You know, and I, I didn't get a signature. Somebody gave it to me that hadn't been signed by him. The point is it was signed. Yes, and that was, that was really cool. So, Are uh, there any Beatles signatures you don't have? Uh, yeah, I don't have um, uh, John or George. I do have Ringo's on a, a, a photograph that he, he doesn't do doesn't do autographs anymore, apparently. For whatever reason? Uh, you know, too cool for words, you know, peace, love, and all that. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't do, do signatures anymore, autographs anymore. And then you have to also be worried, uh, concerned, or look, look out for uh, when you go, like, on eBay, people say autographs. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's you know, sometimes it's a fake. Yeah. 
um, you know, I have I have a picture from a publicity thing from American Airlines, and it's got the four Beatles signatures on it. But I'm pretty sure it's a machine <laughs> that did that, and so you have to be careful or reproductions and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So that that's even scarier to buy online. Yeah. You really want to see it and have somebody that, again reputable person sell it to you, not just yeah. You'd want uh, some kind of authentication on that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I do kick myself. I think we were talking about this earlier. I did when I, the Beetle Fest where I bought this corgi. Uh, they were having an auction that I sat through, and they were selling Beetle autographs. Uh, and I was like, eh, I had the money for this, and I should have probably bought one of those. They were, they were really cheap. And they were authenticated as much. They, they would have a picture of the person actually signing it or something like that. Right. So the, they were authentic. authentic. Authenticated. Yes, that's the big word I couldn't say. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's, it's it's you know it's fun to to have you know the and then we, the nice the kind of the cool thing for me has been when we go to Comic Con. There's usually one or two Beetle things there. Yeah, uh, I bought those Kubricks one year. Yeah, and then there was somebody had those. I am not a huge fan. I mean, Yellow Submarine is not the end all for me, but there's a <laughs> lot of Yellow Submarine stuff out there. Yeah, and. Uh, it's really it's really cool like to get something that's like you know I have a beetle wig from from there from the when beetle wigs were out and uh, you know I have a little piece of uh, wallpaper and things like that I, I'd rather get stuff that's actually from the time as opposed to something they've put out now though I do have some of that stuff right just because it's kind of you know it's kind of a cool piece to have or even some of the stuff um, back when Yellowstone came out McFarland put out a bunch of those toys you know image you know the boys and uh like you know the love symbol or the blue meanie or something that stuff is worth a lot of money right even though it's kind of relatively current yeah it's interesting how uh crazy collector markets can get yeah especially during the pandemic when uh the collector market for Yu-Gi-Oh cards is actually and pokemon cards actually uh has gotten to the point where like retail stores have stopped selling Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and sports cards all together because of uh, overzealous scalpers. Yeah, well, you have to, you have to be uh, concerned about that if you're a store. You don't want people riding in your yeah aisles. You don't want people uh, jumping each other in the parking lot just for like pieces of cardboard. <laughs> right. So, is there some if somebody wants to collect something and we're not telling anybody to collect something? Is right. there is there something that you know like words of wisdom you want to pass on? Uh, if you are collecting, uh, you should first set a boundary on what qualifies as a collection for you. Like, uh, for example, with let's say you're collecting, uh, like what we were doing, which was uh, 2001 uh, Transformers stuff. Our collection was basically uh, the UK DVDs and toys of characters that were actually in the show. So we set that boundary, and we met that, and so that is a collection for okay. us. Uh, if you are collecting something like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, uh, you should, uh, again, make sure they are real, especially if they are expensive cards. Uh, you should uh, probably budget yourself, like how much are you willing to spend uh but with tcgs in general just uh 
do something small to get your feet wet just to see if you like it because uh, these are also cards you have to remember these are also cards you can play with not just things you can flip for cash right okay so basically you make sure that what you're getting is really what you think it is yeah okay that that to me is really important because um, you don't want to buy you know a fake um you know, a fake book or something that you think is really cool and it's, it's you know, it's not from the time you think it is and all that. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, then I ran to some of that, with, again, with buying, you know, Beatles stuff. Yeah. And then also uh, do your research. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So that was just our little show about collecting because um, it was seemed timely for us. Yeah. All right. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And this has been On the Air with Power Squared. Uh-huh.